This is episode 72 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. If you want a a potential short, Stephen, I would short my hair. And Stephen Johnson. Recently, the last few months, I read your profitly post. You have excelled like a mofo. Today, the guys talk to 21-year-old trader Mason Fecht. Mason made $200,000 over the past few months. Find out how he did it now. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. We have Mason here who has had a recent, recent, very, very good few months. It has not been a steady ascent, which is what we normally advocate. But hey, if, if sometimes you, you rise above the, 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 the curb, I, I would like to say, in a, in a really positive way, then, then, uh, then that's super rise cool. Rise above too. the curb? Like C U R B. Is that like when you're drunk sleeping in the gutter? Oh, 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 I was like, I was like, I knew I'd fuck it up. Herb? I knew I'd mess it up. I knew I'd mess it up. But uh, Mason has, as if you ever play the the cave the game where you you throw the ball and it bounces off the the cup. Did you guys play that? I know. You guys uh, are just American football. American well, see, football. unlike yeah. you, Stephen, Mason and I have friends, so we play catch with other people. <laughs> we don't have to play catch with a wall. Yeah. But uh, Mason, Mason's like Mason is the recent Tempsex uh, student who's got it. It's clicked. Uh, he, he's been. Kind of, he, you did have a steady incline, Mason, right? But then recently, the last few months, I read your profitly post. You have excelled like a mofo, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of it just the chart. You know, my profit chart went exponential. Uh, it went supernova. You know, I'm just hoping it doesn't implode upon itself. I try to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Mason, I like you. I like you already just because you've got an epic haircut. It's kind of the one that I'm going for, but you're a bit younger and you've got better hair. I sound like Tim Bowen okay. who's got no hair. I, I tried then... growing my hair out like like four or five <laughs> years ago. And, you, you, you know, if you want, if you want a, a potential short, Stephen, I would short my hair. Because I'll give you, you a you, short buck in sides. You, you, you would think that like, <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, I'm pretty thin. I was like, okay, if I try growing it out, oh, it was a, it was a disaster. Yeah, it was, it was hey, you'll like you look like a gorilla. But Mason, <laughs> uh, super, super, super. I mean, I mean, just, just from the very beginning, how did you get into training? I mean, trading, I mean, for me, I was, I was a, a little poker player and I did all right at it. What, what's your story? What's your backstory? Well, yeah. So basically, uh, for anyone you know who's listening, uh, you can check out my blog post that's on Profitly, and I kind of go into it a little bit. But I'm, you know, I can share a few more details. So uh, around the time I was 16, I started taking a little interest in the stock market, but never, you know, didn't really have any money. So, now, just real quick, obviously you're younger. Guy. How how old are you now? Uh, I'm 21. Okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, that was about five years ago. Still in high school. Went and spoke to a financial advisor, a good family uh, friend of ours, and uh, kind of started to learn a little bit. Uh, didn't really take any action, though, until my freshman year of college. Uh, I invested in NVIDIA. Uh, I thought, like, it was back when it was in the 20s and stuff, and I was uh, familiar with their uh, processing chips and stuff. I was like, oh, I think they're undervalued, you know, so I'm going to buy them. Uh, at the end of the day, I feel like, all right, no, I definitely got lucky. Um, but that was kind of the beginning of my journey. And I had like a 50% return on that. Well, and it's funny, you know, that's how a lot of people get started. You know, that's kind of how you get quote unquote infected with this bug is, you know, you, (laughs) you, you you took the traditional approach, you know, you liked NVIDIA, 
you probably, I'm, I'm guessing maybe you were a gamer or whatever. You bought a stock that you liked <laughs> and then you get that big gain and you're like, wow, you know, here's, here's now I'm, now I'm hooked. So I, exactly. I, I just want to, I mean, I want to hear Mason's full story, but before I do that, I want to say, Tim, why do you, why do you automatically assume that he's a gamer? What, what he's, a you he's a young guy. He's a young guy. I mean, I don't really don't think I'm going out on a limb with a young guy in 2018 that is a gamer. Am I going Mason, out on a limb, Mason? Are you a, are you a gamer, Mason, or do you read books? Well, I don't think you're going out on a limb, but actually, no, I've never uh, – I don't play video games at all. I'm, I'm a pretty avid reader. <laughs> do you know what, Can Mason? Producer, stop the tape. Write this down. Steven was – 75 episodes, and Steven was right. Yeah, you can't make assumptions because, Mason, can you just finish this sentence off of me, Mason? When you assume, what does it do? Do you know the answer to this? Or maybe you're not old enough yet. You're good uh, enough to be at the stock market, but what happens when you assume? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with, with that phrase. It's fine. It's fine. Tim, Bowen, do you know what happens when yes. you assume? It, it makes an ass out of you and you. Ah, okay. brother. You just made an ass out of you and me. Oddly enough, I do need to pause this podcast Small talk for a minute. When I threw my pen to the ground, it exploded ink all over my floor. So give me like two minutes. Okay, I, I will take this over. So Mason, uh, you're, a, you're a young guy. You're an avid reader. What kind of books are you reading? Uh, mainly, I mainly just study extremely successful people. Uh, wow. You know, I kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with Ty Lopez and his content, but he kind of introduced yeah. me to... Uh, the eudaimonia, which that's what the Greeks called it. He calls it the good life. And there's the four pillars, health, wealth, love, happiness. And so I, I read books. I, I like to seek out the best of the best on those four topics. And, you know, I go from there. So. I mean, I mean, I, I think that's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty tremendous because a lot of people would associate Ty Lopez as a modern day internet scam. Say so I've seen yeah. him on YouTube. I've seen these ads. It looks too good to be true. He's promising health and wealth and happiness all at the same time. He's a scam. But uh, you, you are advocating that Tyler Lopez is legitimate, right? Is that, is that where we're coming? Yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Ty, but uh, yeah, I know, I know there's, there's a lot of misperceptions about him. There's a lot of misperceptions about Timothy Sykes. Uh, you know, I feel that most successful people in general are just misunderstood. And, uh, you know, because people are only able to see others through their own limited perspective. Uh, so, you know, it's, it doesn't surprise me that the majority see these people think they're scams, stuff like that. But uh, both of them have tremendous value to offer. And frankly, I would not be where I am without uh, Ty or Tim and other people for that matter. But those two definitely, I'm so thankful for the impact they've had on my life. Ah, dude, uh, that's uh, tremendously interesting straight from the get-go uh, because it's, it's just so fascinating to think that so many people think that these guys are scams, but yeah, you are saying I've, I've made how much now? How much money did you make in the stock market? Uh, over the past couple months, uh, just about 200K. You made 200 grand in the stock market and you're saying literally your inspiration is Tyo Lopez, Tyo Lopez, Tyo Lopez yes. and Tim Sykes. Yeah. Yes, it's sir. insane. And 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 I think less people would discredit Tim Sykes, but especially Tyler Cruz, they'd be like, "No, nah, no way! This guy is just 
walking around and he's famous for his uh, back garden <laughs> video and by his pool and that's it, no? Yeah, no, and uh, yeah, I don't, get, uh, and I don't, I don't get why so many people <laughs> hate on. Why do so many people even hate on Ty? I don't, I don't really get it. You know, wrong perspective. Maybe it's just because he's flashing all the Lambos and stuff, you know. Probably. But I mean, Tim does the same thing. It's yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's but, uh, uh, if people were to open their minds, man, and really pay attention to what the value these guys are offering, uh, they could also see exponential growth and change in their lives and. Yeah, I'm full supporters of both of them. Uh, that's 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 mega interesting. And Mason, I already want to just light up a doobie with you straight away because yeah, <laughs> you, you immediately sound like a cool guy who I want to hang out with. <laughs> with well, some interesting, <laughs> so with some interesting shizzle to say on the whistle. But uh, so, but yeah, I mean, you you took Nvidia and uh, you did well with it. But what what got you into these uh, penny stocks? Well, yeah, so before I actually hit the penny stocks um, or entered this niche, I started dabbling with options because, uh, you know, I was all about I wanted to take my money, take a small amount of money and grow it exponentially as quickly as possible. And the first thing I came across was options. So that's what I decided to do. And I was actually able to turn 10000 into about 70000 uh, in a pretty short period of time. But I lost the majority of that. And so when that happened, I was, you know, I was kind of, I decided it might be time. Now, now you say you lost it, lost it, just playing options still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I was looking for a mentor and I actually, I wasn't directly looking for Tim Sykes. Uh, you know, it was just, I was just looking around and I started getting all these ads as soon as I literally typed Stop yeah. Mentor on Google, a couple of days later, I get all these ads from Tim Sykes. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what is this? I just kept ignoring him, ignoring him, ignoring him. And then I remember one day I was like hanging out bored in my room or something. And finally, I decided to give it a click. And oh man, I'm so thankful I did because you know I, I got to learn about him and his story. I read his book, uh, watched all his videos. And I was hooked. I was immediately like, you know what? There's something here. There's an opportunity. And uh, applied for the challenge immediately because the type of person I am, I'm all about efficiency, effectiveness. Uh, I saw that as the quickest way to get what I want. And so I had no problem, you know, making the investments. And so far, I think it's paid off. Now, I've, I, I read the, the blog post that, that Sykes po- posted about you the other day and just kind of marked it up and made a few notes. But so... Um, you actually did did you watch trader checklist then is that kind of how you got started or yeah so trader checklist was the first thing i watched okay, nice. uh i i literally took an entire saturday watched it. i mean because it's an 11 hour guide you know uh that turns a lot of people off but uh, i started watching it and i was like which wow is, like, which, which drives me nuts you know and you know it's like oh it's 11 hours oh that's that's too hard that's that's too much work it's like it's fucking free, first of all. Exactly. Secondly, if, if 11 hours is too much of a roadblock to you, good luck being successful in trading. Yeah, or successful in anything for that well, matter. Exactly. I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure you all are familiar with the 10,000 hours statistic that Malcolm Gladwell came up with. You know, it it's takes right. a long time to get good at whatever craft it is that you're going to pursue. How many hours do you think you've done, Mason? How many hours do you think you've clocked up in trading just as we're on this topic? Oh, man. Uh, that's tough. I mean, I, I really 
I can't give you a number, but what I can tell you is once I joined the challenge, um, I studied for the first six months, I would say I for sure studied 12 plus hours a day. No nice. question. That's, no that's question. Sometimes even time, more. That's study time. Is that study yeah, that time? Was, or? That's study, study time. Yeah, that's straight up studying. And then from there, I kind of took a step back. And, uh, and, and by the way, that's all watching the market as well, you know. So uh, I don't know. I can't tell you how many hours I've committed to it, but it's definitely been quite a bit. But uh, can I just ask you, what, what is the exact breakdown? Because, I mean, Roland is Roland Wolf, who you'll know, and, and you'll probably meet in, in the near future. Uh, he, he was always famous for saying that he studied 15, 16, 17 hours a day. And, and everyone was like, well, what were you doing for 16 hours? So, Mason, what were you doing for those 12, 13 hours that you were studying every day? Well, so basically, um, you know, I started off going through all the DVDs, everything that's part of, uh, just so for the listeners, I'm a part of Tim Sykes' Millionaire Challenge. And, you know, everything's included in that. There's, There's a lot video lessons, material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of DVDs, webinars. Probably, probably hundreds of hours of DVDs, thousands of pages of manuals. There's a lot of material there, yeah. Yeah, I know, exactly. And I went through all of it. Uh, I didn't watch all the video lessons. I did watch all the DVDs, though. Um, almost fell asleep in Michael Good's SEC yeah. DVD. <laughs> but, hey, I got through it. <laughs> you did get now. through it. You, I did get through it, yeah. We, we need, I, I need to get, you know, good, good and I are good friends. We need to, like, I need to get with them, and we should come up with, like, a trophy or something for the, for the people that managed to get through that entire DVD. Oh, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Now, and, to, and, and, and to the listeners, don't misunderstand me. It is great information. Oh, absolutely. It's, the simple fact is breaking down SEC filings is not exactly exciting. Now, it's important, and you should know how to do it, but it's far from exciting. So um, it's, a great, it's a great video. Michael Good, a good friend, crazy smart guy, but it's dry material for sure. Yeah, no, um, but hey, as you already said, it's it's information that you need to know if you want to become successful in this industry, if you want to alienate yourself from the 90%, I can guarantee you right now the 90% are not reading SEC filings. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave it leave it to you all for that, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, no, and, and I'll, I'll say, uh, I just want to say the word y'all because I, I think it's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> as, as an Englishman with a cup of tea. But uh, what, what, uh, what was the moment? So you've done all these hours, you've, you've subscribed to the 10,000 hour philosophy. What was it in the market that started clicking for you first? Well, basically, you know, throughout the past year I've had, or throughout like the first year of my journey, I had on and off success. It was just I still struggled with risk management, which is exactly why I joined the challenge to begin with. And, um, and basically, you know, a few months back, I, I, I probably should rewind for just a moment. So I dropped out of college earlier in 2018. I decided I was going to give, I was going to run an experiment, take a semester off. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily working out that well for me. And it was time to come back. <laughs> Uh, I really, I knew school was not the answer for me. So I asked my parents to come back and give me three months, just three months and I will move out. And my, the goal I set for myself 
was to trade my, I intentionally put myself back under pattern day trader rule. That was one of the points I circled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to try to trade myself out of PDT. And uh, things just got hot at the right moment. My specialty is definitely marijuana stocks. I know exactly uh, what makes those move. Um, you know, they're, that's definitely my expertise. And, you know, that started getting hot right around the time that I laid down this goal for myself, the three-month goal. And I just kept, you know, rinsing, repeating, cutting losses quickly. And I would just let my winners run. Most of my trades were swing trades. So those, you know, I, if you go look at my trades on Profitly and that stretch I had, I mean, I would say my average percent gain was somewhere around like 40, 50%, you know, and this was happening overnight, just over and over and over it's, again. It's funny. We talk about falling asleep during the SEC filings DVD as, as you and I, or more you talk about going long marijuana stocks, swing trading them. I can see Steven's eyes glazing over, you know, he's like, <laughs> he's like when are we going to talk about shorting, uh, 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 a million float stock up up three hundred percent. That's what oh, I want to talk about. That's not for me. That's uh, <laughs> that's just a disaster waiting to happen. I, shorting honestly, terrible. You know, basically, I've been looking for a new podcast co-host. You know, <laughs> get a sec. Send me your resume. I think Mason's the man. I think he's the one to take over. <laughs> well, actually, I'm actually starting my own podcast here. Ah. I've said so. Hey, I did my due diligence. I, I I did my I have to deal with Steven. <laughs> no but i mean but so i mean everybody everybody well okay phase one of education and basic learning everybody knows especially if they've watched uh, the tim sykes tvd spikeability everybody knows that one of the main catalysts is sector momentum and then phase two of learning is everybody knows that sectors like the shipping sector and the weed sector and say for example there's a famine in africa there's a sector with companies related to safety needles or something. Uh, everyone knows that there's sectors that move hot, but what people don't know is when do you buy the hot sectors and when do you buy the wheat sector? And can you give some advice to the listeners as to what, what is the ingredients that you weigh up before taking a trade to nail uh, these 50 percenters that you're hitting? I mean, there's so many, there's so many catalysts. There's so many things I take into account. Uh, basically, you know, whenever, whenever I'm going to take a, a long trade and I'm looking for it, you know, to have to, you know, to go up substantially in price, essentially go supernova, there's two different patterns that I'll trade. Uh, one being a breakout, which, is, which I define as hitting new highs over, uh, over daily resistance levels that had a substantial amount of volume in the past. So that's the first pattern. And those are the plays that are going to lead to the higher percent gains is the ones that are breaking out to new highs. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be all time highs. That definitely helps, but it needs to, you know, at least be like a new yearly high or something like that. And then the other pattern is just a solid first green day, which is a former runner and, you know, ideally they have news, very strong volume, uh, closing near its highs. Uh, you know, there's holding a, a really solid support level so that I have a good area to risk off of. You know, there, there's a lot that goes into it. So hopefully I answered your question there. No, I mean, Mason, I get it. 
Uh, and, and I think you've said the perfect answer and you've said the same answer that Tim Sykes gives in DVDs, but it's just, it, it can't be that simple because, I mean, the, tr- the trading world is the matrix, right? It, it's 95% of people don't get it. And you are right now just giving the plain, simple answer. I mean, is it really that simple? Because if it's that simple, why, don't, why doesn't everyone get it? Is it patience that you have? Well, here, here's my answer to that, Stephen, is that I noticed – so whenever – I remember when I first started studying and I heard Tim explaining all of these things, I was like, wow, that's so simple. Like, yes. It, he makes it so clear. And then I went out into the market – and I see all this random shit going on. Like, you know, there's, there's so much noise. And I think that's the problem. I think most people get caught up in all the other garbage that's going on. And whenever I, you know, because I, I would say I strayed from the path of that sim- the simplistic uh, outlook on the way the market works. And whenever I was able to get back to that and ignore all the stuff that was getting in my way in the first place, that's, that's when I found my success. So to answer your question, yes, like, it right, really right is that simple. It really for, is. For the, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll, you'll see it. But uh, one of the highlights that I made was, was a, a passage in this Sykes bio or, or bio profile of, of Mason. And, and one, I think the only bolded section is a point that he talks about simplicity and in bold, the most important part, he chose to ignore everything else. So I think that is, I think, you know, I'm just getting to know Mason, just read this profile today. Um, and I talked to Sykes a little bit about him, but to me, to answer your question on behalf of, of Mason, Stephen, I think KISS is why he has been so successful is just focusing on a few simple things. So, you know, actually, Tim, uh, I'm glad you bring up KISS, but you were actually the first person I had ever heard that little acronym for ah, you're a reader you've had to see <laughs> no i'm serious you, it was a webinar like a year ago that you gave in the trading challenge and you said kiss keep it simple stupid i'm like that that little program goes off in my mind occasionally so, <laughs> nice, nice thank you for that <laughs> and I, i'm just gonna play devil's advocate again and, and be the audience's perspective and say fine you're gonna say keep it simple stupid uh, you're going to only buy these breakouts on these weed stocks when the sector momentum's hot. What are you doing the rest of the time? If you're keeping it simple, stupid, what are you doing the rest of the time? Well, uh, you know, fortunately over the past few months, there's, there's been opportunities every day. So it hasn't been a problem. Uh, you know, the past few weeks with the market coming down, I've noticed substantially less opportunities. And, you know, I've, I've taken a couple of, I mean, relatively still small losses, but stupid losses because, I didn't stick to my own rules. You know, I didn't keep it simple. So basically the way I plan to adjust is, you know, accept the fact that there are going to be less opportunities right now, but I still see them coming and going and it may only be a couple times a week, but that's what I have to focus on. And I have to accept that. And as long as I do that, I believe I will continue to, uh, you know, to be profitable. Okay, I've I've just got one other question, and then I'm gonna let Tim like run three or four because I know I've I've dominated a bit. But like, when when the market is quiet, do you ever just think like strip club, <laughs> or, or like, <laughs> oh, or just yeah. like just, you know, just you know. like hit a club, not even a strip club. But I'm just gonna like go with some bros <laughs> and do something cool. Like you're a young guy, smoke a doobie. Do you not want to just? Is it not cheaper for you making this much money to just like hit strip clubs? Will will oh. that not save money? Well, actually, I, I was uh, 
I just got, I was in Miami two weeks ago. I just got back from Austin this past week. So I did vacation, but uh, it wasn't even really a vacation. I was actually there for, for business for both of those things. Uh, I, the, the type of person I am, I have these really ambitious long-term goals for myself. And I've found a way to integrate fun and work uh, all together. Like I've really set up this lifestyle that I like. So, you know, strip club, not necessarily my thing. Uh, I mean, occasionally. Mason, okay. don't, don't yeah. fall for the trap. See, what Steven is trying to do is, is the crabs in the bucket. He's trying to drag you down into his moral depravity. Next I'm thing just, you I'm, know, you'll be drinking before noon. You'll be considering, uh, Stephen actually was considering an opioid habit. So, so don't fall into the <laughs> Mason, I'm just wondering when you, because you, you'll be at the next Tim Sykes conference, you'll be at the next one, highly likely, and you'll be a speaker. I'm just wondering if we're going to hit uh, a strip club followed by shooters. I'm, I'm just wondering. I I'm mean, just trying to find this the out. conferences are in Orlando, right? Uh, is Orlando known for its strip club scene? I, I don't not, think Not so. really. Not really, but they but, are there. And, but, and I would like to smoke a doobie and go to one with you. <laughs> Well, hey, maybe what we could do, we could we could head out. What we could take a little late night trip down to Miami, you know? Don't do it. Get Don't fall the back by the next Wait. morning. Dude, I'm, I'm Stephen, is, Stephen is like the devil, but you know, don't don't get lured into it. <laughs> but well, but one uh, thing I no. do want to talk about is so this you intentionally took yourself back under the PDT. So that is, I think you know, especially to a lot of people that read this whether you're Profitly Post or Sykes Profile, a lot, I mean, to 99% of new traders, getting over the PDT is, is the holy grail. Explain to me the psychology, the, what was the rationale of willingly taking yourself back under the PDT? Uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, I just wasn't, I wasn't being disciplined above it. So, uh, so in order to, you know, enforce that discipline, you know, you only get three day trades in a rolling five day business period. I mean, I had, I basically disregarded anything that could have even made me money. I just focused on the absolute best things I saw. And I actually, I got, whenever I did that, as soon as I adopted that mentality, I mean, I was out of PDT in like three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I was like, wow, you're telling me it's that simple. I just, I could have done that months ago and I would have, you know, I would have grown. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a, a, a powerful point, you know, and we've talked about it uh, a lot on the podcast, you know, you know, Steven will, I'm sure, you know, mirror that. I mean, he, he kind of got mirror over or a mirror. <laughs> either or. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a lot like, like when you look into a mirror, you know, it could be either or, but, um, you know, the idea would, you know, Steven got over the PDT and kind of, I mean, you, you lost a little bit of discipline, didn't you? You kind of, I did, I've never, type thing. no, I've, I've, I mean, I, uh, my best trading and my best success as a trader was when I was about 22 K and I got to 23, then 24, then 25, then 26, then 27. And then I battled over and under 25 ever since it's, it's been a funny, it's been a funny story. And, and I mean, that could lead to another question. I mean, Mason, I mean, as the French proverb goes, un maison, uh, you being the house and the house always winning. You see, you see where I went with that. I mean, uh, what, what, <laughs> it's terrible. But it's, kind of jokes, funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit funny though. But um, where, 
what would your three best pieces, I mean, two questions, what would your three best pieces of advice be uh, just to help someone get started and, and maybe to help someone get started over, over PDT or just to help someone get started in general? Because like everyone's looking at you thinking he's made 200 grand. Like what's, what's the, what's the Charlie and the chocolate factory magic secret or the ticket? So I have, I kind of have a lot to say about all of this. So uh, just give me a moment. I'll go through all of it because I kind of want to break it down into a few different stages. Cool. So first of all, what, what do I have that works? I have a successful trading system. Okay. But before you can set up the, tr- the a successful trading system, I think you need to set up a successful learning system. And so I believe that I learned this pretty efficiently and effectively. But if I could go back and do it again, this would be my advice. So the first thing you need to do is you need to, you need to go watch some sort of educational resource and understand what the patterns are in the stock market. Your second step is going to be to go watch those patterns play out in the market over and over and over and over and over again, because that's the only way you're going to get it. Uh, the, the Dalai Lama, he talks about three stages to mastery. The first stage is learning the material. The second stage is understanding and comprehending it. And the third stage is making it instinctual. So if you go learn the material, then you watch it play out over and over and over again, and you begin to understand what's happening. Eventually, it's going to, you're going to see you know, that perfect setup that you've been watching, and it's going to be instinctual. You're going to know exactly what it should and shouldn't do, and that is when you will have the confidence to actually take the trade. Um, but before you, know, you go out there and start risking your hard-earned money, I definitely recommend paper trading for a little while. Prove to yourself that you can grow that fake account, then start sizing in small, and then watch uh, because the emotions that are involved with real money aren't there with the, the fake money, you know? And then finally, you'll get to the point where you can say, okay, I'm going to start sizing in because I'm extremely comfortable with what I'm doing. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think, you know, before you set up this successful trading system, you guys set up the successful learning system. Uh, next, I guess, you know, I, I laid out three pieces of advice in my blog post for anyone who hasn't checked that out. And I kind of want to just reiterate those. I mean, the, the most, in, in my opinion, and something that has definitely led me to be successful is I would say my rule number one is still cut losses quickly slash intelligently, but I would say 1A is the entry is the most important component of the trade. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I was shaken out of trades because I would set an arbitrary risk level, which looked good on the chart, but at the end of the day, it wasn't the level that mattered. And so I, I made it a priority of mine where I would only enter a trade if I could get in at exactly what I term key support. That's the only way I'll take a trade. So, so yeah, the, the entry is the most important component. Uh, next, you know, you got to, uh, you got to sell into strength. You got to take profits along the way. And in addition to that, you have to take a step back and stop worrying about the P and L, you know, unrealized because you're going to be tempted to take the majority of your profits. Once you start getting like 10, 
or even five, 10% gains, take a step back and focus on the big picture. Like I said, I'm a swing trader pretty much. Very rarely do I take day trades. And whenever, whenever I told myself, Mason, you are a swing trader now. You're not a day trader. I found the success that I've had recently. And, you know, lastly, I feel like I'm just rambling on here, but uh, nope, not at all, dude. You, you, you have to master market psychology. That's by far the most important thing in this entire game is understanding exactly what all players are thinking. Yeah, man, I tell you, that was great stuff. And, you know, I think it really summarizes something we talk about constantly is that, you know, everybody, and, and we've quoted it a million times, that 90% failure number. And it's, you know, I, I say it, you know, it's like the 90% of the 90%. It's because they don't have that mindset, that process type methodology that you had. You know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, nowhere in that, you know, uh, five minute presentation did Mason say, I was going to get rich in a month. I was going to get rich in two months. He approached this as a system, as a process and said, Hey, if I can work through these phases, then I feel like I will get to the point where I will be a profitable trader. That is the mindset you have to have. If you're showing up here, if this is the first po- first podcast you've ever listened to, because you want to make 200 grand in two months, like Mason did good luck you know, take stuff from him. But, you know, the idea is you got to have this plan, this process, not get rich in two months. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the majority of people with that mindset, they're transferring their money uh, from their brokerage account into mine. That's, that's just the reality. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I've got to ask you because uh, I, I just, I love speaking to traders uh, who, are, who are switched on which is derogatory to other traders, but whatever. But uh, what, can you tell, what are your favorite few DVDs? What did you learn the most from? Because this is a good uh, advocate for, for others who are learning, who want, to buy, who want to purchase the right education. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think all of, every single one of them played some sort of role in my success. But if I can limit it down to just three, uh, number one for sure, Trading Tickers by Tim Grittani. Yeah. Uh, yes. No question about it. Oh my yeah, God, there's so much value there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I get people like messaging me like, oh, I don't want to pay for that. You know, stuff like, oh man, I think he charges like a thousand dollars. You realize this guy's made over seven million in profits. Like, yeah. you're getting that at such a discounted rate. You got to buy that DVD. Uh, yeah. Next, how to make how to make millions for sure. And uh, lastly, uh, penny stocking framework. I forget if it's part one or part duh, whatever, whatever yeah, the one that it, goes over the seven step framework, yeah, yeah. that DVD. Yeah. The, the, there's no part. I think there is a pod dirt, a penny second framework, but it's not out yet. But yeah, I mean, just to refresh for the listeners, you've, you've got the, uh, you've got the, the one, which is the beginning of the run. The two is lifts up a bit. The three is the ramp. The four is the floor. The five is the bounce. The six is the drop. And the seven is the dead cat bounce or whatever. That's what you're referring to, right? Exactly. Yes. And yeah, yeah, it's the penny second framework. It's way old, right? It's way old, but he's Sykes is bringing out a refresher, I think, this year. Yeah, uh, I think it's relative. I think it's pretty old. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly, you know, but man, that that seven step framework. At the end of the day, what I came to realize is like it's just human psychology written all over a chart. So <laughs> if you Perfect. can master that, I mean, it's you know that pattern's been around 
for that's uh, a that's a great a, a great quote because I mean you know people often great insight Mason because people often don't think about that they see these candles. And it's like, okay, why are these candles doing that? And now not necessarily as much in like a long-term investment, like an Apple or something, but when we're talking about momentum stocks, you know, weed stocks, Bitcoin stocks, that chart is just a, it's a, it's a painting of human emotion all over that chart. That's what those momentum stock charts are. No, exactly. And I think that's why it's so important that you, uh, you master it. You understand exactly what's going on. And Mason, you you seem like a cool morpho. Your remind us a little bit about, and when I say is, I mean us. No, when I say is, I mean me. It's uh, Jordy Dalek. You remind me of the uh, the guy from <laughs> The Hangover. Who's the guy from The Hangover? Bradley Cooper. Bradley, you remind really? me <laughs> really? a little bit. Well, like a much better trader because Bradley Cooper has done a good trader. You remind us of Bradley Cooper for some reason. Hey, I... I, I've never, you know, I actually, I just got, Mason, I, would, I would be careful what you say next, because I, I think this is, you know, I can kind of read between the lines. I think this means that Steven officially has a crush on you. So, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, man. so be careful where you tread nah, from here. I, on. I just, I just think he's a bro. I'm like, fella, I want to do the hangover with him. I just want to get fucked up. <laughs> I, well, I'm starting to have second thoughts about that trip down to Miami and next office, man. But, uh, Maybe if Bowen comes along and supervises. There you I, go. There I, you I, can, I, can not, I can chaperone, yeah. Bowen isn't, Bowen isn't invited. But uh, <laughs> if, 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 uh, Mason, you're a, you're, a, you're a legendary dude. You're a very, very easy interviewer. Uh, I, I can safely say we've interviewed a ton of people on here. Uh, you, and, you and Roland Wolf have definitely been the best, the easiest to interview in terms of content. The producer's like, because he's like, yeah, no, no offense to anybody else that we've interviewed. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I don't give a shit. If I'm being honest, I don't give a shit. I'll, uh, I'll be honest and I'll say you're a, you're a very easy interview, you and Roland. It's been super cool interviewing you. And because you've been good, uh, can you close out with just three, three good pieces of advice to give to people who are struggling? Because let's face it, 95% of people are and, and that's probably why they're coming to the podcast. You know, we value every listener, but I'm sure a lot of them are coming to this podcast to get some tips, to get them over that hump or, or make them a little bit better. So. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, you know, appreciate the kind words there. Uh, you know, I, I'm really happy to be here. I, I'm so honored you guys invited me on. So thank you so much for that. Um, at the end of the day, you know, guys, one of the most important pieces of advice I've ever gotten and invest in yourself, invest in your knowledge and your education and think about that future version of yourself. Yeah, it's going to suck that you have to put in all this work right now, but you're at the end of the day, you're going to be happier because of it. When you can a few years down the road, look back and say, wow, uh, you can, you can reflect on the person that you were and the person that you've become. Uh, you know, there, there's this great quote from Thomas, uh, Thomas Paine that I love says what we obtain too cheaply, we esteem too lightly. And at the end of the day, all that hard work is, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to appreciate it. Uh, and if you were, if you become successful without having to put in all that work, you're not going to value it and you'll likely just, uh, you know, lose all your money or whatever. Anyway, um, there, there's another, yeah, full in his money or soon parted, you know? So, um, let me think what else? I mean, I guess when it comes to think tech, think technical, think technical, what can people do tomorrow 
to get a, become a better trader? I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like so much of the work that I've done on myself to become a successful trader doesn't even necessarily directly like I, I didn't go out and read a trading book. You know, it was all this stuff I was doing on the side, mainly having to do with psychology that has led to my success in the market. So, I mean, I guess technical advice, focus on breakouts first green days. Like that's it. And morning panics, morning panics on overextended stocks that have been running for several weeks and they just drop 50%. Like that's what you have to focus on. Uh, But you know, at the end of the day, I'm still going to stand by studying human psychology. There's nothing more important in my opinion. Uh, I recommend reading poor Charlie's almanac uh, by Charlie Munger. That's Warren Buffett's business partner. You know, I would argue that, I mean, everybody knows who Warren Buffett is. I would argue that Charlie Munger is even more brilliant than he is. Uh, the guy's self-made billionaire, you know, and that book that I just recommended is a little expensive. Uh, it's like a hundred bucks or something like that. But man, if you can put it in perspective, you're, you're getting a, a, a self-made billionaire's knowledge. You could argue the value of that book is $10 billion and you're getting it for a hundred. So yeah, it drives me nuts when people balk at the price of a book. I'm like, man, it could be a terrible book that you pay 20 bucks for and you'll still easily get the, the value out of that. And yeah, if you can peer into Charlie Munger's mind for a hundred freaking bucks, quit being so freaking cheap and buy the freaking book. man. Yeah. Uh, I know it's, I mean, but that's the thing people, we all need to, uh, you know, adjust our perspective. That's for sure. Well, Mason, I'd like to like to thank you for coming on. I mean, uh, would would love to have you back again. Um, now, I, here's where I got to put on my crusty old veteran hat. Um, you know, which is crusty. It, it is crusty. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, big thing is, man. You know, and and I see that in you. You know, I really see that that you're a humble guy. But uh, you know, you know, I've I've seen so many you know traders that rise rapidly get cocky, you know, and try and get outside of their comfort zone. They start trading, you know, they, they build up a bunch, you know, they build up a couple hundred grand in weed stocks. Next thing you see them, you know, trading big board stocks or, you know, or, or, or maybe they're not even familiar with shorting and they're swing shorting some of these stocks that hang around forever and end up taking those big losses. So, you know, and, and, I, and again, I'm not saying you wouldn't keep this mindset, but, you know, stay you humble, might, it's, it's, um, you know, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. And man, I think, you know, based on the stuff you've talked about and the stuff in the blog post, it's like, don't try and be all things, man. Just keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing, and you can be successful doing just a few things in, this, in, in the stock market. And, and Mason, all I'm saying is just, if you ever want to go to Miami, hit up a strip, strip club, have a cigar, then I'm your man, brother. We'll, we'll, we'll get fucked up. <laughs> well, hey, man, I, I'm in Miami pretty often. So if you want to, if you're ever down there, you hit me up and uh, we'll go to, I think it's called like Tootsies or something. Cool, dude. Let's, let's smoke a bong it. and have a good time. I think it's legal there now. <laughs> For sure. Well, uh, once again, guys, you know, thank you so much, uh, Tim. I appreciate, you know, uh, what you just told me. I agree. You know, I'm fortunately I'm terrified of shorting. So I, I like to think that I won't have an issue with that, especially when it comes to cutting losses and everything. Like it just, it terrifies me. Uh, anything where you could technically lose infinite amount on your money, uh, doesn't, doesn't sound like my type of gig. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that, you know, this all happened so quickly. Um, you know, it's happened, happened very fast. I remember there was, there was a stretch of a few days where like a five day period, I made almost a hundred K in five days. And it was Woo! just like, I, I was, it was just, it was so much so fast. You know, it's, I, I've noticed a couple of times, I feel like I, uh, I forget, you know, what, what, is, what that's worth to me. And I'll take like a stupid trade, you know, fortunately no big loss, well, one big loss, but, um, you know, I'd like to think that I'm on the right path and uh, I'm just going to keep sticking with it. And hopefully, you know, I don't know what the time frame will be, but I'd like to get to that million dollar mark and, you know, continue to, to ride this journey out. Awesome. Uh, by the way, if you're interested in any of my content, you can check me out on social media. Uh, that includes Profitly, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my handle is Mason underscore effect. I am. Oh, you can also check me out on YouTube. I just put up a real quick, Mason, just, just for the help of the listeners, I'd spell that out for them. Just since Steven botched your last name, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, Mason underscore fact, uh, M A S O N underscore F E C H T. Uh, I'm the only one out there, so you shouldn't have a hard time finding me, but, uh, yeah, I just put up a video on YouTube, a nice uh, half hour video on how to buy breakouts. So, definitely check that out. Uh, there's more content coming. So, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions recently and I feel as my story spreads, that'll probably continue. Uh, and it's hard for me to respond to every single person's DM and everything. So please check out my content. Uh, I will be going over everything that has made me a successful trader, obviously not all in one video, but there will be a lot of different blog posts, uh, video lessons, stuff like that. So check it out. And I wish you all best of luck on your journey. And I, I'm hoping Steven follows you on Instagram and learns a few healthy habits as opposed to drinking strippers and staying up all night and eating cheeseburgers. So check out Mason's Instagram. Very inspirational. So again, if you're listening on iTunes, um, be sure to head over to SteadyTrade.com. You know, Mason talked about his profitly post. I talked about Tim Sykes' uh, blog post profile. All of these will be linked below. So if you are listening on iTunes, you're on the treadmill or you're driving to work, make sure to head over to SteadyTrade.com. Everything will be linked up below. And would like to thank Mason again. And would like to thank everybody for listening. And we'll see you next episode. Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A Ron from New York City. And I like to go outside and find a stray dog, preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run while listening to Steven and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in New York City. Roar, 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 roar.